Everyone wants to be fitter, healthier, and more energized, but so many people struggle with this area of their lives. But with the right physical, mental, and practical strategies, I believe everyone can become the best versions of themselves and ultimately live a happier life. The Unity Podcast is dedicated to giving you these strategies and exploring relationship between your health and happiness. When we are fit, strong and healthy, we can live with more purpose and vitality, helping us become the best version of ourselves. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. And if you find value in it, rate and review and share it with your friends. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, Marlin. How are you doing? <laughs> okay, I'm fine. Good stuff. Yeah, I can hear you loud and clear. Great. So, Marlin is a yoga teacher extraordinaire who has her own <laughs> studio in the beautiful East Kent Hills of where is it called Anvil Anvil Green? Angry. That doesn't sound good, does it? Anvil Green. Anvil Green. Just and... outside Canterbury, ten fifteen minutes outside Canterbury. That's right. And this studio is, I'm not joking, it, it's like in the middle of a forest. It's absolutely incredible environment to um, teach yoga in. Yeah. And we're blessed here at Unity Fitness that um, our members have been able to experience Marlin's wonderful yoga practice. How are you feeling today, Marlin? Good, good. Yeah, I'm in that lovely studio, so I'm always good when I'm in this studio space. It's elevated, you're up amongst the trees, and so what could be better, whatever the weather's doing, perfect place just to be in, so I can't complain. Thank oh, you. wonderful. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, very welcome. A lot of people really want to hear some of the things that we talk about today, I'm sure, and learn from it. So we're just going to dive straight in, Marlene, with some questions, if that's okay. Okay. Brilliant. So, my first question is, um, can you tell us a little bit about how you first got into physical practices? We just call that as a general term. Yeah, yeah. Well, physical practices for me is meaning yoga as, as, as a physical practice that I follow. Um, so basically, again, I was looking at that and thinking it goes right back to sort of growing up in quite sort of an artistic, creative family um, with my dad, who's an artist and um, quite a little bit of a hippie and he was quite spiritual in his outlook in life and I was surrounded by books and music and in that was yoga um yoga books and yoga music so remember waking up to sounds of like Indian sitar music and all the rest of it and and being taken to um spiritual events like you know days out to Hare Krishna events in London and things as a small child child just sort of being dragged along and just sort of loving the whole free gifts that you got on the day and all the food and that sort of thing. So sort of looking back, that's kind of like yoga. I was thinking, where has yoga been part of my life? And going right back to a child, I think it's been around in essence. And then growing up um, and then going into sort of school and as a teenager, um, moving, doing dance. And in the 80s, we're talking here, going right back because I'm that old aerobics and that kind of movement dance and contemporary was around and I loved it I loved it all I loved moving around but I was never part of anything sort of um, like a ballet group or anything like that it's just moving and then going into my 20s suddenly I was um, you know I've done my education and I'm working as a graphic designer and always looking to keep moving as well and joining whatever I could and there was loads of aerobic dance classes around and that kind of thing and that was really great fun but yoga was calling for, and I just found that suddenly I was looking out for it and 
local village halls in those days were holding yoga classes. It wasn't at that time in the 90s, yoga wasn't quite as out there, as popular, maybe as in the forefront as it is now today. And um, I just found local yoga teachers um, through my 20s. And one guy in Chartham, actually, Jim Saunders, he was a middle-aged man, a British wheel of yoga trained and just amazingly calm and influential and inspiring. And he, I went to his classes at this little skanky village hall <laughs> once mm. a week. And it was really the beginning of my little journey with him. And um, then as I approached my 30s, I became a mum of two boys in my 30s and Ashtanga Yoga, a local teacher called Sue Marshall in Canterbury. I found myself going to her for a dynamic set of routines, really, with um, Ashtanga. It's much more kind of like 90 minutes, quite high intensity set practice. But I loved it in my 30s. I loved that. And that just carved out 90 minutes a week for myself, away from having a full-time job as a graphic designer and a full-time mom, and then starting up my own business with my husband as well. So I found myself seeking whoever I could locally, and that's how my physical practice started. And that led into another local lady called Emma Slade, and she did happy yoga, more, more um, slightly softer practice, but equally as deep. Um, and more focused on meditation. And now she's herself an ordained Buddhist nun now. And um, she was highly influential and inspiring and continues to be to this day. All of them do, actually. So your teachers in yoga are always there, always there and mm. really important. So, yeah, so that's sort of how it started. It became something that I, amongst all the madness of like gyms and aerobics as kind of a world I sort of grew up in, I was just seeking this yoga movement that I found. I sort of went along to classes and I knew that it made me feel good. I knew it was ancient, it's ancient wisdom and it, you know, there must be something in it. And I never sort of had time to analyze or look into it any further. I just knew that I felt amazing when I did it for whatever reason. And then doing it with a group of people in an environment was just, just, yeah, it just ticked lots of boxes. And, um, and that was the beginning of it, really. So Fantastic. And, and now you, you practice and teach um, vinyasa flow. Is that right? Yeah, I do. Yeah, vinyasa. Mm. It's vinyasa ashtanga, vinyasa flow. So it's based on ashtanga, that set series, the primary series of yoga poses. And what drew you to that particular form? So I think, again, it can be quite character-led sometimes for me. It's, it's the flow. It's the constant sort of flow of the breath leading the movement. And again, it becomes a meditative, moving um, practice. And so that allows, again, that feeling of the mind connecting to the breath, the breath leading the movement. And before you know it, you're just moving through a 90-minute sequence. And um, yeah, so I, I veer towards that more than the Hatha yoga or, you know, all the sort of alignment side of it. It was more to do with the breath and keeping that set, set, set sequence of movements, really. Fantastic. Yeah. And um, yeah, something I really enjoy, that sort of flow and um, getting um, immersed um, in, in the sequence rather than stopping too much. Um, although stopping is good as well, but the immersion I, I really enjoy um, about practicing yoga. And could I just ask you, so you went through your journey 
with a few different teachers and and then so how did you actually become a teacher yourself so that's quite <laughs> so oh I'm just thinking right back to so we got to our 30s and we went to our, my 40s and I would say that is in my 40s my mid 40s 45 I hit that time where I suppose like we've mentioned before it's that hero's journey that well, Joseph Campbell quote of that that finding it was my rock bottom it was at my dark place all of a sudden everything personally in my life had gone through a few personal crises and there was a lot going on and I it came out in the physical for me it came out as being very overweight mentally I wasn't in a happy place everything had just been thrown at me and it felt like I needed to climb out of this very dark dark space at 45 um, I think, you know, we all live such a high impact pace of life nowadays. And as women as well, trying to hold down full time jobs and raise families. And it just it just was at that point for me. And so um, how I stepped into the yoga so practice. Maybe I can just interject there because I met yeah. you um, when I became your personal trainer. And that yeah. was about five or six years ago probably and at that point you weren't a yoga teacher and I think perhaps um your the journey you went through with sort of gym training and nutrition and stuff led you towards a decision to take your diet life in a different direction is that right yeah yeah so I was gonna exactly what I was gonna lead on to say at that point is when I went looking for so for me I needed to put something right and I, I looked and focused on the physical side because I felt so unwell and unfit that I needed to take charge of it and that's when I went and sort of sought well I found you I went for personal training I looked for that I've always been in a gym environment with machines etc etc and this time I just wasn't looking for that I was I was actually quite fearful about looking for a personal trainer because I felt very exposed I wasn't feeling confident I was feeling um you know a lot of self-negative talk going on for myself at that time in my life and everything so it was a real thing to sort of step out and seek a personal trainer and I was looking for someone with more of a holistic approach because I'm from that sort of background and the normal kind of gym environment didn't resonate with me. And um, yeah, I found you on um, yeah on the internet. You popped up out of two people, gave you a call and literally just picked you like that. That was it. It just felt right. And popped up at your gym and we had about four sessions of personal training. And it led straight into a boot camp, six week boot camp and 99 Transform at the time, which was um with loads of nutritional advice as well. And it really was the beginning of that. Something just clicked. And um, I think it's maybe your martial arts background or something like that, just very holistic. And the people that I met on, as I left the PT, I went into training three sessions a week with you and your clients as well and the classes. And it was just everything about it just led to being the very beginning of taking those tentative steps to like just taking care of myself. And um, let slowly and slowly, it was just a really nurturing environment to actually start there. And then within a year, I'd kind of lost a stone in weight. Physically, my mobility was better, you know, and I was feeling stronger in the physical. And that obviously goes hand in hand with the mental as well. And um, as I say, I'd got to that point where I needed, I was in a, in a job that I wasn't particularly happy in. And there's, there's lots of factors that needed looking at. And so I just took, took that point to actually follow my passion and go into that fear zone and it was really scary I was 47 years old by then 
thinking, right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do this yoga training. I'd looked into it. It's always sort of been hovering. I have this passion. I always go back to Can yoga. Can I just stop whenever... you there, Marlon, for one moment? Because obviously we work with a lot of people who want to get out of that rut with their fitness that, that yeah. you found yourself in. And, and a lot of people want to lose body fat. And uh-huh. um, I just wondered, you know, why, and this is a, a kind of um, inflammatory question in some ways, but why at that point, um, yeah. when you were feeling unhappy with the way that you were, you couldn't just go straight into being a yoga teacher? Why did you have to go through the body change journey first, do you think? I think at the time when I when I when I initially came to the PT and the boot camp, it was really just to take charge of my physical health. But as soon as soon and I had no no intention of doing yoga or retraining or changing my direction in a career or anything like that. But as soon as soon as you start taking care of your physical well-being, the changes become internal and into that mental dialogue mm. into well-being as well they just go hand in hand and they're both equally as important as each other but for me at that time I was out of balance physically it come out in the physical I was overeating I was emotionally eating I was also all sorts of things going on I was you know thinking that I had a back injury that I had knee problems but actually it's just I just wasn't taking care of myself and as soon as that base level of nutrition and exercise needs to come and, and then the other things can grow from there right absolutely yeah definitely definitely and um it kind of like you know just little doors start opening up because it's it's just it's very you know it happens very subtly in the in the background and it isn't till now that we're as we're talking it's been a five-year journey it's not six weeks you know it's Mm. not here it's still continuing now it's still growing it's still developing but um you learn the tools that that take care of yourself and and often it does start with the external especially in well, it starts in the external, maybe on that superficial level of like, okay, I'm overweight. And then suddenly it's a health thing as well. You know, you're suffering from an illness or they all go hand in hand. And so that's very much something that I've learned through the continued yoga practice as well, is this connection of like being one, you know, it's all related. So, but yeah, so each story is quite different individually, but you know, for me, by taking charge of the physical, that's slowly built up not just the physical mobility and strength, but the mental strength as well to actually start taking care and loving myself a little bit more because I think we can all, well... Well, I like to say that the um, losing weight won't change your life, but the process that you have to go through to lose weight might do. Yeah. Because it's a mental process. Yeah, it's that journey, isn't it? It is that journey, the process. Yeah. Totally, totally. And doing it in a group setting with like-minded people, it didn't matter what the gym was like or whatever, what piece of equipment it's to do with the, the community, which is all very cliche to say that, but it is so that, like-minded people. And um, then you're just there, you're just there helping each other, being accountable. And it was invaluable when I look back at little diaries that I've kept, you know, and it was three times a week. It wasn't every day pounding it, it was three times a week. And then on that journey as well is nutrition nutrition is amazing just to eat 
in a way that, and again, again, it's a slow process. It doesn't happen overnight, but it's, you slowly introduce these things and it becomes a discipline and then it's a habit and then it's second nature and you're not thinking about it anymore, you know, and it's just, um, you feel better for it and you never go back. That's the key, isn't it? The key, I mean, a lot of people come to us for like a six week program and, yeah. and um, you know, quite a few people, they just do the six weeks or maybe a couple of months or something. And really, they're not really getting anywhere because they've made a great start. But it takes yeah. months and years to really instill those habits and really to get the benefit where you, uh, you know, and go to the point where you change your entire life and your career as well, like, like you have. Yeah, I think so. I think maybe, ironically, I know it's been incredibly tricky for everyone through these lockdown times and this pandemic this year as well but that pause in some way maybe has given people that time to reevaluate what's really important and taking care of your health just opens up so many doors for just that time to actually do the things that really matter it does it's all very cliche again but it puts it in perspective um you know and we can all just carve away an hour three hours a week or a bit more whatever it starts with but when it becomes consistent it's like brushing your teeth. That's it. You just wouldn't even consider cancelling it because it's not a problem. We've all got the time. We really have, you yeah. know. And uh, just how we percent. choose to spend it. Yeah, it's our perception of that, isn't it? And it's just again, just re-educating ourselves. And the more that we do that, again, not on our own. I think that's the support. That's the, and then it's normal. Then you're with normal people. <laughs> yeah, you're not. You know, speaking, the the yeah, people just, you surround yourself with is important, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yes, at 47, I, I again, I, you know, the being becoming a year on from joining community gym as it was then, not Unity, is um, 47. I just stepped into uh, training in London at Yoga London for a 200 hour teacher training. And I was 47 and I walked in and out of 25 people, I think we began at, I was most probably the fourth eldest. And I thought, oh my God, I'm just too old. <laughs> To be doing this what am I doing so there's numerous challenges when we do these things but definitely the best things that I've done have been when I've been really scared <laughs> the, the dragons on our hero's journey are what, yeah. what they're the things protecting the, the treasure right the uh, yeah, the darkest caves of our fears are where the treasures really lie yeah. absolutely definitely and it's, and it's often just our self-talk our negative self-talk that's the dragon you know it's that it's within voice. us yeah sure yeah <laughs> and you just again you can just turn it on its head and just you know you go in and it's like you know I've made great friends I just couldn't I just absolutely loved it I just absolutely loved the and studying again it's like you know when you find something you love you can't put a book down every minute you have you want to keep making notes or bringing something to the table you know and sharing it so you know you're on the right one when when it just becomes like almost all consuming that you have to actually then go the other way and get a balance and and put you know give attention to other things in your life <laughs> uh, yeah sure I, I i can relate to that it, it, but it's what it's all about is it's following that flow or that bliss as some people say that where you yeah. you're completely immersed in in that um that practice or that study and and that's and that's that's a great day when you when you spent it doing that yeah yeah and it, it continues every day there's there's a new sort of challenge you know but I've learned to deal with those challenges in a different different way you know of of like feel feel the fear and do it anyway it's like exactly like this what podcast it right yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> you know invited, Me too. <laughs> we, 
chat. I'm thinking, what? But then you, it's funny now. You can almost name that other little voice in your head going, and you have to have a little talk to that voice and just sort of say, so what's going to go wrong? What's going to, you know, it's actually you realise it's like life is pretty amazing and it's worth going to those fear places because you grow so much and you learn so much from other people as well. So Absolutely. Uh, um, just one curveball question I wanted to throw in there. What would you advise someone um, who might be in their, I don't know, their 30s or their 40s and they're pretty fed up with the way they feel? you know that that maybe they're fed up with the way they look um and that what would you advise them to do because i think there's a lot of people don't know how to take that first step or they're they're, they're afraid yeah yeah i mean yeah and i think we continue to be there wherever we are whatever our age 30s 40s 50s 60s there's always something isn't there but the afraid part is i think if we're talking the realm of fitness and health and and you know at the moment in that sense it's to find something that sparks you, you know, to, that you enjoy that you enjoy doing as well you know within that fitness realm for me it was the yoga and also to be honest it's it's to do with the strength and the cardio and the three times a week at the gym as well it's a balance mm. but to become to to even if you don't if you sign up say for the say say for the gym and you're going to experience many different styles of movement within that. And you're going to find something, maybe it's the running, maybe it's the weights that you actually really enjoy. But to give it all a go with an open mind to begin with, and then just keep going and in a sense of keep committing three times a week, if you can, two times a week, no less, or maybe three times, I think is a good number. And just keep going, just keep going. I think everything is about consistency. We tend to want quick fixes so much nowadays you know really programmed and that comes with our eating as well there isn't such a thing and you really reap the benefits with consistency and that's the word that comes up for me all the time just consistency where it becomes a pleasure a habit and from that you change um, physically, mentally, emotionally, and you just springboard off and do other things. And you've got that strength and energy to go and start a new business. I don't know, travel the world, do other things that you thought you'd never, never do. They don't have to be majorly huge, massive things. They could be, you know, making a new friend or whatever it is. That that saying is um, people overestimate what they can do in a month, but they underestimate what they can do in a year or they overestimate what they can do in a year and they underestimate what they can do in a decade. And um, everyone, like you say, looking for that quick fix, this uh, short term gratification. And it's just not the way. No, no. And it's easier said than done. And there's still chat, you know, like now as well. It's, you know, it's like daily practice for me. Yoga, daily practice. Ah, oh, I just, you know, it took me years to click. It doesn't have to be 90 minutes every day, Marlon. We set high expectations yeah. of ourselves. We need to give ourselves, as much as we want to be consistent and create good habits, again, you come back to balance. You know, it's not about, if I can do 10 minutes of meditation every morning, I've done my yoga practice. And it's been that that day, was that, that was my daily practice. That's what I could. And, you know, you stop that kind of beating yourself up because, we're brought up in a in a Western world with these sort of high achievers and got to do this, you've got to do that. And actually, you know, again, the consistency doesn't have to mean masses of something. You know, it's the quality of it that matters and your intention and your focus on it. I think that's important. You know? Absolutely. So, oh, well, yeah. thank you um, for that. I think a lot of um, people will, will, you know, will take some um, inspiration from, from your words there. But um, the next thing I wanted to ask you was... Um, how do you use your yoga practice to help 
the the rest of your life they call it yoga off the mat don't they <laughs> take your yoga off the mat and so it's um again it's, it's really um the daily practice as well so you've got asana the poses you've got pranayama breath work meditation mantra affirmation uh, the nutrition and continual study um and then coming to that point where sharing for me sharing what i'm learning by giving back to the community or giving back to people around me and guiding them through their own practice which took was a big hurdle for me because it was like well what do i know i you know but actually you realize that if you're studying something you know something to share to someone else and then they can teach you something as well it all goes around you don't have to be the great big expert if you mm. if you have a passion for it and a diligence then you're sharing something that will resonate with someone and um you know it's all part of that so yeah it's taking that um that yoga isn't is perceived a little bit as being flexible stretchy and bendy um and it really isn't about that it really isn't about that that comes into it that's an added bonus maybe in whatever body shape we have but it's just about um the way you choose to be and the very be to yourself how you look to yourself how you look to yourself how you talk to yourself and then how you talk to the rest of the world and how you interact with the rest of the world yoga the definition the very essence of yoga is union and it's the union the ultimate union of the individual consciousness with the pure or the supreme consciousness you know between the male female shiva shakti sun moon it's that kind of thing it's it goes beyond just being a physical sequence so that comes off the mat and as i remind sort of students often in my in my practice you know the sutra the um statement of one of the statements of the yoga practice is to calm the flux still the fluctuations of the mind which is yoga chitta vritti niroda and that sutra is my little mantra every day stilling the fluctuations of the mind so you become the witness the observer you're not you're not there to control your mind your mind is full of thoughts it's healthy it should be like that it's just be able to sit in balance and observe these thoughts and not react and not judge and as a result you become more focused in that one sort of focal point and have a more sense of a sense of well-being ultimately for yourself and that that realization that we are all connected all as one this bigger universe thing going on whatever your religion or spiritual belief and um as a result i think you know it becomes a more mindful way of living in your everyday whatever chore you're doing and then as you have a toolkit in yoga for maybe some breath work you could be i don't know doing something in the kitchen and you're feeling a bit making some dinner and you can do some breath work even while you're doing some chopping of vegetables you know it suddenly you find yourself using all the little tools that you've learned in your yoga practice through through the sequence as well as well as um the poses and the breath work um in your everyday in your everyday brilliant so yeah <clears throat> i think that um something like coming to the gym sometimes it doesn't translate that much into the rest of your life apart from in your nutrition but something like yoga mm -hmm. seems to be a little bit more of a whole practice for your life rather than just a physical practice yeah but um because 
I would add to that though, really what I've learned as well personally. So in this five years, so I came to the gym to train and to move and, and be strong and to have some cardio. And then yoga is something that I've had always in the background from my 20s onwards. And then I, you know, uh, I'm really studying it every single day now and living it and loving it. But I love the gym as well. I love coming and doing cardio. I hate cardio, <laughs> but I love it. Um, weight training as I'm now. You hate breathing? You love breathing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, weight training and everything. And you, I, you, I find that I bring my yoga sort of attitude mm. feeling into my physical practices at yeah, the gym. I can see that. Suddenly I find myself breathing in a different way, using the inhale and the exhale, you know, for when I'm lifting a weight or not, or, you know, it's just, it becomes to the point now that I'm doing PT training as well. <laughs> oh yeah. Because you're, I, you're I doing a two, level two and three qualification, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah just trying to get those exams done now but it's like a case of like you can't stop learning but they all intertwine and so you know it's again how it's delivered and that and I think it's I think you must see that in the world of um you know fitness and health it's kind of changing a little bit as well we are becoming more holistic everyone's realizing that it's not just you do this one thing to get x results it's you if you don't do the whole Mm. thing you're not we're not a human being you know it's it's um, absolutely and I think that the pandemic has shown people how important um you know all those other things like stress and sleep and nutrition are and um to think a lot more about our mental health as well because you know a lot of a lot of people have really struggled this year with that and finding um um you know maybe they've got a little bit more time on their hands and suddenly they, they find running or they find yoga or they find one of these things and i think there's i think there's going to be a big positive um, health boom out at the other end of this i really hope so i i believe so too and um we'll, yeah i definitely hope so but i just really feel that that that, that energy is shifting definitely you know it's, it's mind body soul connection that's what we are as humans you know and so it's it's you know it doesn't have to be separated out into this linear way of living it's it's the whole thing and um yeah yeah Definitely. Oh, oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Marlin, um, for coming on the Unity oh. podcast today. Um, I, I really um, I feel very privileged to have kind of experienced your journey um, from um, an observer and a partly involved in your journey. So affecting just to see how much that you've grown and how now you're, you know, one of our one of our team, one of the one of the coaches. And um and I just uh, appreciate your, you and, and you coming onto this podcast and, and speaking and sharing your journey as well. Fantastic. Well, thank you. I think I owe you the thank you first for like, you know, giving me the support and the encouragement and the belief. You know, we all need that. And um, that definitely exists mm. at, at uni, that belief in that's everyone. A you know, one. That's a and, you know, so, yeah, it's, it's a privilege. And we all continue learning, continue learning all the time and studying and then sharing it, sharing it with each other as well. Mm. And that, That's our role as a teacher is one of the most fundamental things to believe that that um, the person you're teaching that thing can um, can be the very best they can be. And that's one of yeah. the best things in the, in the role of a coach is to see that person yeah. flourish through some of the things you might have shared. And um, just like my mentors and coaches have seen me as well and and you're seeing your students really transform which is one of the most satisfying things and I continue to be a student too I have my oh, teachers me too. and that's yeah. 
yeah there's no hierarchy at all in that in that sense it's just about sort of sharing what we know and what you know and connecting through that as well so yeah no it's it's pretty it's pretty good but yeah yoga's been a, a definite anchor brilliant in my Oh, yeah, well, thank you. Like... Thank you so much, Marlon. We'll get you on again uh, for maybe a specific talk about a specific topic in the future. Love to. Love to. Okay. Thank you so thank much. Thank you, Marlon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. And if you find value in it, rate and review and share it with your friends.